ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into the 610 Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollihan, and I am back here tonight talking about Penn State football. I have been waiting for this game for two years, and it's here. The number 24 Iowa Hawkeyes come in to meet the number 7 Penn State Nittany Lions in a whiteout environment at Happy Valley at night, 7.30 on CBS. Iowa, here we go. Um, This is a game, like I said, and I think a lot of Penn State fans are with me, two years ago when Penn State went out to Iowa to take on the Iowa Hawkeyes, a big game, huge game as a matter of fact. Both teams you know, were ranked in the top five, Penn State number four, Iowa number three. And the Iowa Hawkeye fan base and coaching staff managed to fuel some fire and ruffle some feathers. When some of Penn State's players went down throughout that game, and I believe one was Jonathan Sutherland when he went down, and there was the they caught the fan on uh, on camera grabbing his um, right shoulder, you know, being a being a real JA up there, uh, just you know, I, and, and it's weird because I think everyone was like, you know, everyone around college football I thought really respected Iowa I don't think anyone you know myself included I always you know kind of enjoyed watching Iowa play if you like throwback football ground and pound football um, control possession of time you know that's kind of the Iowa way Um, but I tell you what this Saturday it means it means business coming in this Saturday this is this is a big one. You know, this is kind of that game that you've had circled. Like I said, I've had that one circled for a while against this team because of that. And then there was the oh, the Iowa assistant coach that was over there um, pretending like he was, you know, one of the Penn State players where he was falling down mocking them like, you know, I listen, I never want my team no matter who it is to trash talk I never like giving other teams bulletin board material but let me tell you what I trash talk the hell out of that team because they deserve it and specifically I don't know which assistant coach that was but if he's still over there you know sometimes when players you know they'll come to the sideline um during a play if you know say Penn State goes to the Iowa sideline they're chirping one of them should go find that Iowa coach and say something to him. I'm sure James Franklin's taking care of it, but you know the the Iowa Hawkeyes um, welcome to hell in that whiteout Beaver Stadium atmosphere. The whole town is going to be feeling itself, and it's all going to be coming down on the opposing team. If you're an Iowa fan, I don't recommend going to this game. If you do. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck getting home. Um, 
and I'm not making any threats. I'm literally just saying because that fan base up there in a whiteout atmosphere is going to be crazy. They go very, very crazy. And, uh, you know, this is, you know, they don't forget. They do not forget this fan base. You know, it's, it's, listen, two years ago, why they did it, I don't know. Because they thought Penn State was faking injuries and they weren't. I know this is kind of spoiled milk at this point, but I just, you know, didn't have a podcast at the time to really share my feelings about it. It was ridiculous. It was unprofessional. It was uncalled for um, by that assistant coach, by that fan base, which is just like, you know, come on, guys. Really? Make it, you know, doing that to kids. Unbelievable, unprofessional, and something's going to happen on Saturday. I wasn't surprised that this game gets chippy. A lot of those Penn State players, they were younger at the time. They remember it. You know, I'm sure Keandre Lambert-Smith has something for him. Uh, you know, um, Kalen King, uh, Curtis Jacobs, you know, some of the some of the older players, the leaders on the team, Keaton Ellis, like, you know, Olu, Fashanu, uh, Theo Johnson, like those guys really, Tyler Warren really remember that game. I mean, this is not a, uh, this is not a, um, you know, just like another Big Ten matchup. This isn't like, you know, Illinois, where it's like, oh, man, you know, we lost in, you know, overtime, we got upset, you know, it's time to go out and handle business, you know, get a the rematch, get that revenge win, you know, big emotional win. This is an emotional win, but this is a win. I mean, this made national headlines, I'm pretty sure. I mean, at least, you know, from my standpoint, I know it did. It was unprofessional. It was ridiculous. It was uncalled for, you know, um to do that and I mean listen I like I said I always had respect for Iowa you know I always thought it was cool during the games they would turn around and wave at the children's hospital I always thought that was really cool I always loved it that they did that I still love it that they do that but um it lost a lot of respect they lost a lot of respect when when they acted uh that way um, so there, they'll be like I said you know welcome to hell if hell is uh, painted in white all around you but yeah it's going to be Iowa better be ready because that's going to be a loud loud stadium if you think that playing in Madison Wisconsin with jump around you know prepares you for Beaver Stadium in a whiteout atmosphere no way no way you are dead wrong last time I think Penn State even played Iowa at Beaver Stadium I believe you'd have to go back to 2016 where they um, beat Iowa and Saquon Barkley had a you know big game, um, and I don't think uh, I don't think you know they've played there since. Every other time I believe has been at Iowa for you know, whatever reason, but I'm happy this one's uh, you know in Happy Valley and um, it's th- th- it's funny it's Happy Valley. Those fans are angry up there. That's how, like, you know, usually when it's like Ohio State, it's a big deal. Everyone's prepared for it, you know, Michigan. But I feel like this is just a game where Penn State fans are just like, you know, this is not just another football game. Like, this is, that was ridiculous. They completely disrespected us. They, you know, rude and just ridiculous, showed no remorse when they were hurt. And it's not like Penn State was faking injuries. Players were actually hurt. Players missed time that year. 
Um, I think, uh, you know, Mustafer uh, got hurt in that game, if I remember, and he missed time. Sean Clifford got hurt, and he missed time. That's the reason why um, Penn State lost, was because they had to turn it over to Taquan Robertson, who was not ready for that moment whatsoever. Two interceptions by him, four and all by Penn State. Um, Iowa escaped that one, and that was, you know, kind of weird because the two seasons really took took a huge um, dip, if I remember correctly. But here we are. It's another top 25 game, so let's, you know, stay in the present now. It is a big matchup, a big early test for Penn State. I feel like this is their first big test of the season. Yes, they had their first road game, and that was kind of a mini, like, psychological test, how they would handle it, how Drew R would handle it. This is, you know, more of a, okay, let's see how good you are on the field. Let's see how good this, you know, run defense is. You know Iowa's going to come out, and they're going to want to pound the rock. That has been the Iowa Hawkeyes' um, bread and butter for years. They control the lines. That's the way things um, are with um, with their longtime head coach, uh, Kirk Ferentz. It's just how they how they operate. I mean, they like to control the lines, like I just said. They like to run at you, um, and that's you know something you really, really have to be you know prepared for. I mean, they got their first win against Utah State, which was close. Second win against Iowa State, which was also surprisingly close. But they clobbered Western Michigan, and they've you know worked their way back into the top twenty-five. I think they were number twenty-five exactly against Utah State, but I don't think that since they they didn't cover, they were knocked out. Um, but yeah, so this is a big, big opportunity. And against a quarterback that you've seen before, Cade McNamara, when he was in uh when he was at Michigan, you know Cade McNamara not real well, but you've seen him before. You know his strengths. And just as you know his strengths, you know, you also know his um weaknesses. So, you know, take that as you will. He's got four touchdowns, three interceptions on the year. Um, quarter, uh, passer rating of 113.0. Um, yeah, I, you know, he's, I think he's far away from his 2021 self, but you know, he's still solid. He's still a quarterback that took a team to the college football playoffs. And this is kind of, you know, perfect for him. A perfect scenario for him is he can just kind of be that, uh, you know, be that kind of quarterback that can just sit in the pocket and allow you know the uh, the run game to develop. They got Lashawn Williams there, you know, junior running back, 164 rushing yards on the year so far. Um, you know, averaging you know 8.6 yards per carry. Of course, that's just you know through three games, but you know we'll see what what they have there where that's concerned. Penn State's running rush defense needs to be better. The defense was a big bright spot against Illinois, which, you know, I was kind of surprised by, um, you know, a little bit. But, you know, hopefully this week Penn State against this Iowa team, you know, Manny Diaz will have them really prepared uh, to take on that Iowa run game. So the only other player I really, you know, that was nationally looked at, you know, coming into the season was TJ Tampa. Iowa State senior cornerback, um, you know, coming over from the Big 12 last season, 
definitely a guy I think you really need to hone in and, you know, lock down going into this game, um, you know, kind of target. I mean, he's going to be, you know, he's going to be on Keandre Lambert-Smith, so that's going to be making things difficult for Drew Allar to not have his number one guy. And that's another guy. Drew Allar needs to come in with a better game. I mean, he struggled against Illinois. I want to see him put that to bed, put it behind him, and move forward. Um, and hopefully he can, you know, really, really do that. As, you know, Iowa, I mean, like I said, you know, this is just a team that, you know, lives on the ground. 151.3 yards per game on the ground. 286, you know, yards allowed by them. Um you know, 179.3 through the air, and then 106.7 on the ground. That that's a big, big emphasis. This I don't think this is going to be a game where you've seen the first three. You can just kind of give it to Katron Allen and Nicholas Singleton. I think they'll do a decent job, but I don't think this is just going to be a game where you can solely rely on them. Jewel R has to be ready to go. This has to be a game where he's, you know, he's going to show you some of that week one magic that he had against West Virginia. He's got to do that. It's got to be there. Um, and, and you know, really, that's what it's going to take for Penn State to uh, to rally and, and get a win here. Um, Iowa, we're hearing their tight end and one of their top, top players, uh, Luke Lackey, Lachey, I believe is how you say it. Lackey, I think is how you say it. Um, done for the year with an ankle injury. So that's a huge um, loss there right off the bat. They're as well going to be missing, or at least, you know, got some questionable players, that is. Yeah, that's it. <clears throat> so their only big injury from their starter is Luke Latchy right now. Uh, the rest of that team should be good to go. For Penn State, the injury report right now on Wednesday, Harrison Wallace is Probable. Hopefully, he's going to be good to go. Um, going to, you know, really, really be calling uh, upon him, obviously, um, because you know need to have him back. You saw what it was like last week. I mean, it, it was a struggle. It was definitely a struggle. Malik McLean, you know, wasn't holding on to balls. It didn't seem like guys were really working to get open for Drillar, and Drillar just was struggling out there throwing the ball. So hopefully he and Kirk Karocha have gone back, watched the tape. They, um, they've identified the issues and they've put them to bed. That's got to be the case this Saturday. I know it's going to be loud. I'm ticked. I got to produce for the University of Delaware's uh, football game against New Hampshire. So hopefully I'll be able to see it from the studios. But, you know, I don't know how loud I'll have the sound in there. And I, I love um, watching those games you know, the whiteout games is so much fun. It, you know, it's a great atmosphere. I can't even imagine what it's like to watch it in person. I mean, just listening to it, it's it's going to be loud. I know it will be. And I'm hoping this fan base steps it up a notch. Because, listen, you know, it's not just the fact that it's a top 25 game. It's not just the fact that it's a Big Ten game. It's like, you know, what Iowa did two years ago was ridiculous. That turned the season completely in a downward spell. And, you know, the injuries that happened and the way they mocked them was uncalled for. And, 
I, and I'm not saying I want us to be the bigger fan base. I feel like this may fall on deaf ears, but when if an Iowa player goes down, please no cheering. Let's show why we're the respectable fan base, and not you know the the knuckleheads that Iowa has or the you know whatever you want to call them the country bumpkins out there. Let's not have that happen this weekend at Penn State. Let's not give them bulletin board material. Um, for the next game we play them. But let's talk a little trash because let me tell you what. Like I said, they need to hear it. Penn State fans, bring it on Saturday. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I hope everyone enjoys watching the game on Saturday. I'll be back on to recap it. And for the 610 podcast, my next episode will be out um, on Saturday, previewing the Eagles matchup against the Bucks. I'm going to get into that Saturday. That's another uh, franchise, fan base, however you want to call it, that I have uh, displeasure with as of right now. I'll get into that more on Saturday. But I'll be back on um, as well to recap Penn State. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And as always, I will talk to you next time.